This is a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. It is 5.07 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. And first up today, we are paying tribute to Harry Belafonte, who passed away yesterday. Uh, this is, I think, a familiar name to many. He was a singer, actor, civil rights activist, and he passed away at 96 of congestive heart failure. Uh, he rose to fame, of course, in the midst of post World War II prosperity and suburbanization with his genre of Caribbean music. Yeah, King of Calypso, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think 96 years old would give you an indication of the sort of outsized influence that he's had on music, uh, on, on, pop, on pop culture in general, but also the... Um, the various tumultuous twists and turns of uh, culture that he has lived through. And and those three things that you mentioned, singer, actor, civil rights activist, really you get to see um, how him being a person of colour, uh, a person um, of um, who, has, who comes from a Caribbean origin, managed to make it in an industry which in his time was not at all easy for someone who wasn't white. So... Um, he was born Harold George Belafonte Jr. Um, on the 1st of March in 20, 1927 in Harlem. He spent a fair amount of his childhood in Jamaica before coming back to New York. And this, in essence, shapes the music that he would go on to make. Um, it also shaped his notions of politics because he saw firsthand the sort of inequality uh, that occurred in the plantations in Jamaica, for instance. He also came from a fairly uh, mixed background, which led to him later becoming an advocate for equality between races. So I think let's look a little bit at that point about activism uh, before we return to the music, right? Because he was a key strategist, fundraiser and mediator in the civil rights movement. He was a close friend of Martin Luther King Jr. and bankrolled several anti-segregation organizations. Uh, He was also known to have bailed them out of jail, uh, activists and so on. He campaigned against poverty, poverty, apartheid and AIDS in Africa and was an ambassador for UNICEF as well. So um, he, he did a a lot of work in that area um, and part of why that mattered so much was because of that boundary-breaking work that you spoke about, right? So King of Calypso, um, we are shortly going to be playing, I think, the hit that is widely considered his groundbreaking one, um, the Banana Boat song. And he was essential in bringing folk music to the mainstream. Uh, He came up also with the idea for recording We Are The World, which people will remember kind of brought together people, including Bob Dylan, Bruce Springsteen, uh, and so on, to raise money for famine relief in Africa. So we also said he was an actor, and I think he's um, he's done so many movies, um, and he's starred with people like Tony Curtis, Marlon Brando. Uh, but his uh, first lead role was actually in Island in the Sun, where he starred alongside James Mason, uh, Joan Fontaine, and Joan Collins. And in fact, it was notable also for being a movie that um, was quite controversial at the time because it hinted at an inter racial relationship, which even in 1957 was not really something you saw very much on screen. Uh, And for all of this, he was awarded uh, in 2013 the the NAACP's highest honour, the Springan Medal. Uh, During his acceptance speech, he said that what was missing from the contemporary struggle for freedom is radical thought. He was also a recipient of a Kennedy Centre honour in 1989, the National Medal of Arts in 94, and uh, a Grammy Lifetime Achievement Award in 2000. And for all of this, he was also an EGOT winner, which I I like saying the word. Um, It's a rare group of people who have 
basically received an Emmy, a Grammy, an Oscar and a Tony. And um, like we said, he passed away yesterday. So we are going to uh, shortly be hearing from somebody who actually worked with him about all of that, about his work, about the experience of working together. Um, our guest will be Steve Hassan Ali Thornton, who is a percussionist. Um, but we'd like to hear from you. Are you a fan of Harry Belafonte's music? Do you have a favourite track? You can call double seven double three two nine hundred. send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio, BFM 89.9. Brave Free Malaysia BFM 89.9 The Business Station It is 5.16 and you're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. Uh, We're starting off our show today by paying tribute to Harry Belafonte who passed away yesterday at the age of 96 Mm. after a long and illustrious life um, as a musician, as a civil rights activist, and we're going to be covering all of that shortly with our guest. We'd like to hear from you, though. Are you a fan of Harry Belafonte? Uh, and do you have a favourite track? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899. Tweet us at BFM Radio. Joining us now on the line, uh, we have Steve Hassan Ali Thornton, percussionist. Uh, Steve is an American who has been living in Malaysia since 1997. Uh, Steve, thanks so much for speaking with us today. All right. I'm glad to be in the end with you. So... You worked uh, with Harry Belafonte for four years. Be- before we get to that, um, how were you first introduced to his music and his artistry? Uh, at, 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 at that time, I was working with the Brazilian musicians. One is Dom Salvador, who became the music director for, uh, for Harry Belafonte. In fact, Harry was putting an album together and planning a tour. And I was working with Dom Salvador, at a place called the Bottom Line in Manhattan. There's a lower, lower, lower Manhattan. And we were performing with Charlie Rouse, who was a saxophone player for uh, Thelonious Monk. And he had to did, did an album called Cinnamon Flower, which was kind of Latin Brazilian. Anyway, Harry came to our show at the Bottom Line, and Harry saw me playing pseudo. I was playing the congas. And Harry said he wanted to have me as part of the band. And that's how I, that's how it started. And then also I had listened to some of the albums that he had done, like live albums. And he, he you know, he always combined the foreign musicians with him when he performed, like from Brazil. He had a guy named Savuka, who was an incredible uh, keyboard player before Dom Salvador. And uh, Ralph McDonald, who's a fantastic percussionist and wrote songs for him, for Harry. So um, that's how I, that's how I became a member of his band, and you know this was 1977. I was about 23 years old at that time. So I was I was on on my way to my career. You know, it was like my career started quite young. So how did it feel to hear the news of his passing? Very sad, uh, because of you know Harry's activity as a as an activist, I mean, it was going on until he was about 90. You know, he was still, he was still active. Um, you know, actually, actually, him and Sidney Poitier were very close. And Sidney Poitier passed away what, last year, a year before last. And they were very close, like, like brothers. So 
I kind of expected that it was coming, with Harry being 96 years old. And uh, I heard also he had a stroke uh, maybe last year. Anyway, uh, I kind of expected, you know, that he being 96 is going to happen soon. But it's still very sad. I'd tell you one thing for sure. He, he will always, I will always remember him because I learned so much from him. He touched me very much musically. First of all, when I first worked with him as a percussionist, I wasn't a full percussionist. I was playing bongos and congas. And maybe a pseudo sometimes. You know, it's like a bass drum from Brazil. That's what I was playing with Dom Salvador and Charlie Rouse's band. Anyway, when I was performing with Harry, he encouraged me to use shakers, cowbells, kabasa, um, you know, softer instruments, not a triangle. Uh, you know, not only just playing the, the congas, because some of his songs were like ballads. Because he was in, you know, Harry played folk songs, he played pop songs. Uh, he didn't always play calypsos. And so all of his music, the music that we would do in the show, would require not just only the congas and not only the bongos. He told me to set up a table, put some instruments on the table so when I'm not playing congas, uh, I can pick them up and use them in the song, you know? So he he actually uh, encouraged me to become a full percussionist, not just a conga player. And talk to us about his music overall. What made it so distinctive? What impact has it had on the culture and on artists since? You know, and, and for, as far as his music on culture, in the 60s, uh, Latin music, like Brazilian music, like Bossa Nova, Calypso, this was before reggae. You know, at, at, during Harry's time, there was no reggae music. There was no Bob Marley or, or, or anybody playing reggae music at that time out of Jamaica. So most of the music that came out of the Caribbean was Calypso. So Calypso was very popular. Uh, and, you know, they would have carnival every year. And in Brooklyn, New York, you had a lot of Caribbeans living in, in, in Brooklyn, in New York. They had a, a parade, a Caribbean Day parade every year. They still do. So a lot of that music uh, that they used to do was Calypso. Because um, that, that's, the, that's the rhythm, dance rhythm that came out of Jamaica during that time. So Harry was very important for making that music out of Jamaica very popular like that, at that time. Sort of like what Bob Marley did later on in the years, you know with the reggae. Now, beyond his music, he wore many hats, um, including as a civil rights activist, as you alluded to earlier. Talk to us about his work in this area and the impact that it's had. Well, you know, the, 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 one of the, that to me, is one of the most important things that I learned from him. Because, you know, like I said, I was coming out of high school. I was quite young. I did, I know, of course, I know about Martin Luther King because he was a civil rights movement. But I didn't know how much Harry Belafonte was involved until when I started working with him. Then I saw photos of Harry Belafonte together with Martin Luther King. And then I started to hear about the stories how when Martin Luther King was being arrested uh, for his, 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 um, uh, his protests, 
you know, positive protests, trying to make changes in America, uh, not only for blacks, but for everybody, for poor people. You know, he, he wanted to, and during that time, you know, there's a, more racism than there is now. You know, there's still racism problems in America. But, in, but uh, through Harry's life, he was always trying to make a difference. He supported Martin Luther King. When Martin Luther King got locked up, Harry would raise money to get him out of jail. Harry was really close with Martin Luther King and the, and the civil rights movement. And, uh, uh, you know, he used to go around to schools, try to educate young people uh, uh, regarding, the, you know, trying to raise money for schools for education situations. So, I mean, he was pretty much doing that through all his life. You know, after Martin passed away, he was assassinated. Uh, Harry continued the movement and, uh, and to work with people for humanity, for human rights, not just civil rights. So as an entertainer, Harry is very popular. So he was able to get white entertainers like Tony Bennett, uh, uh, um, um, Frank Sinatra. He was able to get other, other uh, Paul, Peter Paul Mary, you know, folk singers. He was able to get all these people together and do concerts to raise money for the civil rights movement. Uh, when they did the March on Washington, you know, where Martin Luther King brought so many black Americans together from all over the all over the country, not only black Americans, like I said, also white people as well. Because his, his, his movement was humanity, not just uh, blacks. He wanted to help people all over the world. So he was doing that through his music and through his platform, his, uh, you know. And to close off, Steve, um, what are some of your favorite Belafonte hits for people who want to, you know, get to know the man a little bit? Where would they start? You know, uh, fortunately, fortunately, we have a YouTube and uh, you have a lot of videos on Harry Belafonte, on his, on his concerts, on his music. If you go to uh, search uh, YouTube, you find a lot of Harry Belafonte uh, music and also stories, documentaries about his life, what he did, you know, because there's so many things. But for me, I rem always remember the, one of the first songs that I heard was Don't Stop the Carnival. And, that, you know, Harry loves the carnival, carnival time. He loved rhythm. And then this song, Don't Stop the Carnival, there was a heavy calypso rhythm. Another one was uh, Matilda. And of course, uh, Jamaica Farewell. You know? Mm -hmm. Steve, thank you so much yes. for taking the time and joining us today. Hey, thank you so much for uh, having me be a part of the program and remembering Harry Belafonte, because he really is very important in my life, you know for so many reasons. That was Steve Hassan Ali Thornton, percussionist, uh, weighing in and sharing memories of Harry Belafonte, who we're paying tribute to today. Uh, as you heard Steve mention, a favourite song there, Matilda. Uh, send us, though, any memories you might have. Um, let us know if you're a Harry Belafonte fan and keep it here on the Evening Edition, BFM 89.9. Break from monotony, BFM 89.9. 
It's 5.37. You're listening to the Evening Edition with Lynn and Sharmila. We started off our show today with a tribute to Harry Belafonte, who passed away yesterday at the age of 96. A singer, an actor, a civil rights activist, a incredibly, an incredibly interesting life. And we've been asking you, are you a fan of Harry Belafonte's music and work? Um, do you have a favourite song? That number to call is double seven double three two nine hundred. Send a voice note or WhatsApp 018-789-8899 and tweet us at BFM Radio. Um, so to the messages, we have a number of people um, starting off. I wanted to start off with this pair from H and Lee Jun. Uh, H says, just want to say that Beetlejuice comes to mind whenever I hear the Banana Boat song. Legion says, I only got to know about Harry Belafonte after watching the Banana Boat song scene in Beetlejuice. I love those references. Um, I don't know whether that's the first time I got to know uh, Harry Belafonte songs. Probably not because a Banana Boat or Deo, I think I feel like I've been hearing it ever since I could sing. Uh, but certainly... Um, I can't imagine those scenes in Beetlejuice without that very particular Calypso music. Uh, So I really love that scene um, in Beetlejuice. It's iconic and it's iconic for a reason. But I also love the scene with Jump in the Line, which um, so far (laughs) no one's mentioned. Because I I think the dinner table Deo scene is the more famous one because it's it's kind of perverse and funny and it has a lot of the stop motion that Beetlejuice was known for. Um, But... I like the use of Jump in the Line because it's such a joyous closure to a movie. It's just fun. And and actually, that's the thing that is so deceptive about Harry Belafonte's music. We were talking about this during the break, how even something like the Banana Boat song, which uh, for most of us, we recognize the sort of fun um, vibe to it is in fact sort of deeply subtextual and it's about uh, the plantations and the treatment of the workers. I mean, if you think about the... what what he's asking for. Mm. Um, you know, come Mr. Tallyman, tally yeah. me banana. Um, it, it, I think it's quite clear when you know his civil rights or his um, his fight for equality, when you know that kind of background, then the lyrics start to come together and make a bit more sense. But even beyond that, um, and despite that, here in the studio, we were all just grooving around to it. Yeah. So there you go. Um, meanwhile, Robert says... Evening. I love most of his songs because of his style and rhythms, unlike other singers. My favourite is um, Woman Smarter Than Man. Uh, May his soul rest in peace. Um, I actually love that suggestion. And I actually love hearing what songs people hold the most dear. So if others want to send them through, I'd love to hear them as well. Uh, And if you wanted to find that song, um, the title is Man Smart, Woman Smarter. See, I knew it was... um I, I wasn't sure if that was the title. Um, I've watched him perform that on a YouTube video and he's so charming. He's so funny as well. Um, actually, on that point, Mizi says, my only memory of Harry Belafonte, Mr. Harry Belafonte, was an extremely handsome man. Though They don't make them like him anymore. Was too young to enjoy his movies, but definitely remember the Banana Boat song because it was my father's favourite. And of course, unashamedly, <laughs> his good looks. Um, I love the repeated mention of, of Harry Belafonte's looks. Um, he was very handsome. And actually, the mention of looks, I think, is relevant insofar as when you watch videos of him performing, um, the amount of charisma that leaps off the screen is really something. I will say, um, and this is maybe a little bit of a shame-faced admission, because we do do the movie show. I'm not familiar with Harry Belafonte as an actor. 
Very, very few as well for me. In fact, weirdly enough, I started going back and watching scenes of him in movies after a TV show that we both really enjoyed, Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, brought on a character who was inspired by Harry Belafonte. Mm-hmm. Um, the character in the show was called Shy Baldwin, but essentially an African-American um, performer in that era. And it was only after that that I actually went back and started watching scenes. But I still haven't really watched a proper full movie with Harry Belafonte. Time for a throwback, maybe. I agree. Mm. So we've been paying tribute to Harry Belafonte, who passed away yesterday. Uh, We want to hear from you. Are you a fan of his music? Do you have a favourite song? That number to call, 7733-2900. Send a voice note or WhatsApp, 018-789-8899. And tweet us at BFM Radio, BFM 89.9. You have been listening to a podcast from BFM 89.9, The Business Station. For more stories of the same kind, download the BFM app.